my god. Is that spooky? I don't know. Is that a spooky song? That's like it's, the that's the song Wizard I do. Or some shit. I do that all year round. I I, I yeah. always do the witch set. Mm. Oh, what is up, Bogglers? What's up, Boglin Bogglers? Welcome to the Brain Boggle Podcast, and you have made it at long last. <laughs> oh my god! To the one and only October. Hey! Episode, the first episode (laughs) of the year. I can't believe it's already Bogtober, boys. This is crazy. What do you mean you can't believe? I feel like you've been waiting for this all year, Bobby. I have, but like... It doesn't feel like it, because it's like... I don't know how warm it is up there where you guys are, because I'm back down in the old Rhode Island, but it's like in the south. Damn, yeah, I'm so down in Sheldon, Sheldon, the Wangland, <laughs> and it is fucking hot here. It's like yeah. 80 degrees today. It's hot it was, here too. Yeah, it was pretty warm. Um, but I, uh, I'm just wearing, you know, I'm wearing sweaters and jeans now because uh, it is officially fall. Yep. Yeah, you committed. Uh, You've committed so, to the fall lifestyle. So he's I got, gotta wear it. He's got his PSL in hand. He's got his sweater on. His autumnal colors, like, don't mess and, with my boy. And you know what I have over this sweater is my uh, is my first of five Halloween costumes that oh, I'll be wearing oh, yeah. for each of these. I can clearly uh, see it with my eyes. Yeah, Bobby, I uh, can't you see that I'm easily supposed to be um, uh, oh, geez. trunks from Dragon Ball Super? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, when your hair randomly changed colors. Yeah, and I'm totally not just saying that because there is a tr- there's a poster with trunks on it behind <laughs> me, and I couldn't think of anyone. Uh, we'll save Absolutely. this for the Dragon Ball Absolutely. Z podcast, but I do know the explanation for why they changed trunks hair color in Super. Um, but we won't get into that because it's Bogtober today, and Woo! guess what, people? Um, what, that what? means five straight episodes of spooky scary horrible themed episodes <laughs> horrible episodes of all yeah, the worst, <laughs> the worst episodes you've ever seen <laughs> the worst uh, episodes so yeah if you if you weren't here with us last year if you're a new listener which you probably are because we didn't have that many last year and now we're like blowing up on the interwebs um mm. Wicked yeah, popping up. This mm. is like the 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 Halloween themed month of Bogtober, and we're always kind of talking about like spooky things on Brain Boggled. But for this one month, like Jack said, we come in dressed up in the studio, <laughs> and we come in and we are just our talking home about studios, our home studios, <laughs> America's home home studios, and we come in with our Bogtoberin Booglin episodes for you all month long to get you in the spooky mood and spooky season um and to kick it off i've got a surprise for you guys for you guys for everybody here i have just made a new product on our store and it is i love products me too brent i am an american consumer listen i'm also a fan of services but i'm good with a product (laughs) products and services baby mm. so i'm just sending it to you guys now in discord oh, it's the bogtober exclusive oh, mug looks sick it's got a it. little pumpkin on it with some spooky bats and it says oh, bogtober oh please tell me i'm allowed to have this one brent oh. brent you can have this one yes but you still can't <laughs> have the shirt. 
I know. I'll never be allowed to have it. Uh, So, so boys, I'm bringing the topic today because I was just Mm. itching, itching for Bogtober, and I just really, really wanted to uh, get going on it. So, today we're going to be talking about terrible ways to die. It's going to be like Um, a sound effect lousy episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Brent, you want to commit to that? <laughs> Brent, don't cut that out because I'm, I'm here for it. I've I've got a week to edit this episode, so now I've got time for sound effects. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, we have the new October intro, which is the same as mm. the old intro. Yo, did you forget did you find that? Have you looked for I it? I had to remake it from scratch. Um <laughs> The funny but thing it is, is, it sounds identical. It is identical. I use the same sound effects. I scoured oh, through awesome. YouTube for an hour. Hey, well, at least uh, we got that consistent quality. <laughs> the only yeah. difference is in the first one, for some weir- weird reason, I thought it would be a good idea to like slow the pitch down, which I don't think helped. So I just left the pitch normal this time. Oh, um, see, I don't remember that, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember that either. Mandela um, effect. Yeah, we, I know, uh, right? introduce ourselves. Yes, good idea. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. idea, person it. who hasn't introduced himself yet. Um. Well, I, I can start us off. I am your jumping into a fire, J Jack. Ooh, oh, that would be a, that would be a terrible way to die. Rough. That would rough. be. Um, all, right. all right, Bobby. I have three on deck, so you can go first. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, I am your boot. Torture B, Bobby. Ew. Boot torture. I don't even know yeah, what we'll, that means. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, Stick around. Okay. All right. Mm, which one do I want to go with? Oh, I the, I have all three on deck now. Damn. Which one am I going to go with? <laughs> we'll save um, some of them unless they're all specifically straight um, ways to I'll, die. I'll, I'll I'll go with this one. I'm your disemboweled B, Brent. <laughs> disemboweled B. My other, Ooh. my other two, just for some um, subtitled alternate titles. Like if this were like a, a English sitcom or something, you know, <laughs> the oars. My oars yeah. are um, your beheaded B or Ooh. Ooh. your. Um, I don't remember the third one, so it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> All right. you lost your head. Yeah. You forgot. You lost your memory. Oh, oh, yeah. spontaneously combusted B, Brent. Because oh. oh. that was the other. One. Well, Brent, it's a good thing you brought that up because we're also going to be talking about that, too. Yes. (laughs) The ways that humans die are varied and numerous, but the (laughs) one they fear above all is spontaneous Spontaneous human combustion. (laughs) This is from... uh, Oh, wait, that's Attack on Titan. Yeah, that was a shout-out to anyone who watches Fire Force. Great anime, great anime. Yes, oh, and there will be Fire Force also in this pod. I don't know what you guys are reading my mind here. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. So let's just get into it because we got a lot to get through today. Um, So, so yeah, let's talk about the worst ways that people have died. We all die, you know, it's a part of life. You You can't live unless you die, otherwise you never lived at all. Bobby, um, I'm young. I'll never die. What? You Brent, you're... unless you die? What are you saying? I don't know. If yes, you don't you have... I'm if, living and I haven't if, died. If you don't have <laughs> death, then you don't have life. Because then what does life mean? I'm, I'm done. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be deep. It's not working. I don't working. think it's one of those... I honestly don't think it's one of those things where... Um, you can't you can have be, light without the dark. Well, yeah, yeah. Because light is only exists in relevance to the dark. Um, which... I but if also, you could never die, what is living? Yeah, I have some, I have, I have some qualms with both of those because a, you could have it. There's, there's no, show me a shadow on the sun. You can't. Sun just Ooh. burns. 
Um, also, <laughs> you can have living without dying. Like, theoretically, nothing could have died ever. Um, they're not mutually... You know, they don't, they're not yin and yang so, uh, where they need Fair. each other to survive. Fair. They're, death, not, they're not binging bong. Yeah, the bing bong is, brothers. Uh, You've convinced death me, Jack. needs life, but life doesn't need death. Jack, I thought you were mm. trunks. I didn't know you were a lawyer. Um, You've convinced I am, me. I am alternate well, universe trunks the lawyer. Yeah, well, people don't <laughs> talk about how trunks became a lawyer at the end of GT, you know? He did. <laughs> yeah, that's what nobody he, talks about. In he GT. did actually become a lawyer in GT, didn't he? No, did I'm he pretty actually? sure GT starts. He's like a lawyer. He's like working at a law firm. Is Trunks? Is Trunks? I was just saying that as a bit. I don't, I don't know. All true. I remember is that GT starts with him in like a suit, and that's all I remember. But anyway, let's get into this episode because we've got we've got a lot of death to go through here, and. Uh, mm. All right, so so we're going to start with a pretty bad one. Um, so if you're claustrophobic, you may want to turn back now. <laughs> kind of sounded like David Ridgen a little bit there. All right. So this is the story of John Edward Jones. Okay, so John Edward... say John Edward... John Edward. No, John Edward Jones. And so John loved spelunking with his family. His father frequently took him. Spelunker. Yes, he, he was. He Love took his spelunk. his family and his brother Josh on caving expeditions all the time in Utah when they were kids. The boys learned to love the underground depths and their dark beauty. Unfortunately, John's first expedition into the Nutty Putty Cave southwest of Utah Lake and about 55 miles from Salt Lake City was also his last. <gasps> so John Edward Jones entered Nutty Putty Cave around 8 p.m. local time on the evening of November 24th, 2009, a few days before Thanksgiving. John and Josh, along with nine of their friends and family members, decided to explore Nutty Putty Cave as a way to connect with each other ahead of the holiday. You know, you go... You go caving for Thanksgiving. That's just your classic Thanksgiving hangout. Mm. Can you guys some see? Some people go like on a Thanksgiving hike. Yeah. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's just what you do, you know? You just you go caving, you go hiking on Thanksgiving. Uh, can you guys see the slideshow okay? Is everything showing up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. It, got it like you. pauses for me, so I just want to make sure. Um, okay. So, at age 26, John was at the prime of his life. He was married, had a one-year-old daughter, and was attending medical school in Virginia. He'd come back home to Utah to spend some relaxing holiday time with his family. About an hour into the caving expedition, John decided to find the Nutty Putty Cave formation known as the Birth Canal, which was a tight passage that spelunkers must crawl through carefully if they dare. He found what he thought was the birth canal and inched his way into the narrow passage head first, moving forward using his hips, stomach, and fingers. But within minutes, he realized he had made a grave mistake. John knew he was now just about stuck and had no room to turn around. He didn't even have room to wiggle back out the way he came. He had to try to press forward. 
He tried to exhale the air in his chest so that he could fit through a space that was barely 10 inches across and 18 inches high. But when John inhaled again, his chest puffed back out. So he got stuck for good. This is like giving me anxiety to read this. Ooh. <laughs> he can just breathe back in. Ooh. Well, it's just one of those weird things where once he exhaled and then inhaled again, it was like, the I don't know if it had to do with his rib cage and the way that he went in, but he was, he was stuck. So John's brother was the first to find him. Josh tried to pull at his brother's calves, but to no avail. But then John slid down into the passage even further, becoming trapped worse than before. His arms were now pinned beneath his chest, and he couldn't move at all. Eventually, Josh, the brother, scrambled towards the exit of the cave to get help. But even once help came, John was still trapped 400 feet into the cave and 100 feet below the Earth's surface. Getting people, equipment, and supplies down there took an hour. So the first rescuer to reach John was a woman named Susie Matola, who arrived around 11, er, uh, 12.30 a.m. on November 25th. At that point, John had been trapped for three and a half hours. Matola oh. introduced herself to John, even though all she could see was a pair of navy and black running shoes. Over the next 24 hours, more than 100 rescue personnel worked feverishly to free John. The best plan they had was to use a system of pulleys and ropes to try to free John from his perilously tight spot. Guys, I read a word. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good okay, work. So, good work. So I have a picture here of the of John's situation. And if you guys go to our website, brainbogglepodcast.com, you can see our brain bloggled where we've got all these pictures. You can check them out and follow along at home or you can listen. I'll describe it to you. So basically there's this image here of the pulley system that they created to get John out of the section that he was in. And you can see a map of the, the cave and where he was. And then if you see on the right, boys, you can see this little graphic of his, his feet and w- how he was trapped. Um, and this just gives me total claustrophobia. Just yeah. thinking about this. It's so, not great. Not, not great. Great. I would define it, it as no bueno. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm thinking, was taking off his like, like just rip his pants off, mm. and then well, and then or like drip some oil in there and slip him out. Well, it's interesting because like the uh, the woman who was in charge of the the rescue, I guess like to this day, just thinks of all the different ways they might have been able to save him, um, because there were so many different variables, mm-hmm. and the the pulley system was was tough because uh, it's called the Nutty Putty Cave, which is a, a testament to its like like putty like clay walls and so the pulley system that they had used to try and pull them out uh failed and so they they didn't really have any other options so let's uh let's let's get back to the story so the the downward angle at which john was trapped was putting a great stress on his body and so like when they tried to save him he actually fell down even further 
um, to the point where he was like basically head down, feet up in the air, stuck in that position. So his oh. uh, his body had to work twice as hard to get blood fl- blood flow out of the brain. So rescuers tied John with a rope connected to a series of pulleys. Everything was ready, and they pulled as hard as they could. But without warning, one of the pulleys failed. They believed that the pulley came loose at its anchor point in the cave wall, which contained a substantial amount of loose clay. So the rope and pulley operation was no more. The rescuers had no other viable plans, and John was trapped. With no hope of rescue and his heart having suffered hours upon hours of strain due to his downward position, John was pronounced dead of cardiac arrest shortly after midnight on the evening of November 25, 2009. Rescuers spent 27 hours trying to save John. His family thanked rescuers for their help despite the horrible news. Now sealed up, Nutty Putty Cave serves as a natural memorial and gravesite to John Edward Jones. Oh, so they never got his body out? They couldn't even get it out, even if they wanted to. It was just completely stuck. So he's still down there to this day. In the same the worst, He's in the bro. same position to this moment. They just had to seal it up. Yikes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, not, uh, not so dude, great. <laughs> I don't know how it can get away. This is the worst. This yeah. is the worst. This I know. I, worst I, I wanted to start with a really good one because I just thought, you know, get I'm you in strong. the mood. Yeah. Get you in the mood. And it seems like he should have been able... I, I, it really seems like... Because it's like it, he got in there. How can he not get out? I know. It's... Well, it's one of those things where just the, the positioning and the angles and the body shape, it's just, it happened perfectly to the point where it was just impossible to get through. Yeah, and, you know, it's like when you're, it's like when you're a kid and you stick your head through the railings yeah. of, oh, of the yeah. stairs and you can't get it out. Oh no, that's the worst. <laughs> Except, you know, in this case, there was no other end for someone to shove your head back through. Yeah. So. Also, was the, there yeah. there there, there was one spot there was one spot where the pulley could be and it it that that spot didn't work out so they were like there's no other sp- place for it. That's something I was thinking too like like what if they just well, ch- you, changed where the pulley was, you know? I mean obviously they're experts. Right. Right. Well, I didn't you say that what happened was it like it like failed and so he fell down even further or something like that that's a i, I believe that is what happened um yeah it's, so it's, it, it's all explained on this chart here yeah so i think what from if i'm remembering correctly you said that basically like because it failed he fell down so far that they just like couldn't get to him anymore yeah he was basically beyond saving um the, the worst the worst yeah yeah uh it's pretty bad what happened to him and there is a someone made a like a independent film about his last hour and it's really i watched like the trailer for it um it's really sad and him and his brother are like singing to each other as he's basically just waiting to die i mean at a certain point they they just had to say like i'm, I'm sorry but we're just gonna have to leave you here and imagine like being told that that's that's the only thing that can happen is you have to wait to die. Do you think they ever told him that they couldn't get him out? 
Um, I think they did. I'm pretty sure they they were his brother was comforting him, uh, and they knew, and he had known that he was trapped there forever. Um, but he did say like a bunch, like please get me out of here. Like I I need to get out to see my my wife and kid. Like I have to get out of this. And they were yeah. like, "We're gonna get you out. Don't worry." <laughs> it's like, what else would you say? And they they had they told him like, "Don't worry, we're gonna get you out of here. Like you're gonna be fine." And then he just kept getting like more and more stuck, and then uh, to the point where it was just completely hopeless. Like I just, it's the position thing. Like for me, like the the biggest thing to me is being upside down. Like if if you were like it trapped upright. It's still horrible, but like upside down with like your arms pinned in a cave. I can't even think about that. Ugh. Uh, I I cannot express how discomforted I am <laughs> by this by this topic. It's like Ah, I just I hate it so much. Yeah, I hate it's it not great. so much. Um, Doesn't it? It kind of reminds me of the Junji Ito story with the holes in the wall, where it's like a perfect fit. Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can like see the you can see the shape was like almost perfect for his body, and it was just enough room for him to get through. And yeah. then. Uh, yeah, so and not be able to get whew, out. Oh, everybody breathe because we're 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 not in that situation. So we got to be thankful for that. I think. Whew. Well, all right. Well, so far this is my least favorite way to die. Yeah, everybody pick your your <laughs> least favorite. Time. Yeah, we can pick our our absolute least favorite at the end. I think it's gonna be hard for this one to be topped. Honestly, yeah, well, this is a pretty. The bad one thing one. I'll, the one thing I'll say for this one is it seems like he went rather quickly. You know, yeah, twenty-seven for, hours, Brent. But for being stuck, like if he were stuck upright, he could have been in there for like days. Yeah, he would have di- He would have died I of starvation, would, which is worse. I would rather be upright for two days, for three days, than well, upside down for twenty-seven hours. If you were upright, like you would die of starvation, which means you could last a lot longer. And mm. also, I know, like, and after your body after eats I itself waste, from the inside. <laughs> I, I know, mean, and then the, and then I could slip out. With oh. being skinny now, they would just I, have I did, to give me water. I just had like a terrible thought. Like, what if like everyone just kept you alive at that point? Like, well, I guess he just lives here now, and so it's oh, food no. and water every day. No, you okay? You eventually. <laughs> this sounds out. horrible. I know. I'm so sorry. I That's think I think if you're thing. right side up, you have a significantly higher chance of 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 getting out. Yeah, True. I mean, because you, you just get you get so. It could, like if his head was poking out where his feet were, like he would have so much more time. He would feel like him just part like the mental strain of having your head down in Ugh. a cave for twenty seven hours. Like, I mean, listen, I don't love it. <laughs> regardless, regardless of of actually being hung upside down on top of that, like that is. You can't see what's going on. Like you can, he probably could like everything that you hear is probably just like muffled. Like you have no idea what's going on. This is a terrible comparison, but when I was a kid, I used to uh, have a pretty big gap between my bed and the wall. And 
I was I remember being like three years old. I would I would just like look down under my bed, and one time I got like stuck, and my blood was going to my head, and I was like upside down, and I couldn't get out. So I was like, "Mom!" I screamed for my mom, and she came in and was like, "You're fine." It was like a two second situation, but I just remember the uncomfortable feeling of being trapped, and I couldn't move my arms, and it was just like so horrible. I couldn't imagine his fate was just horrible terrible and uh now he probably haunts those caves which are sealed up for good reason so let's move on here to the next one this one is a a little more ironic um don't you think it's a little ironic don't you think so this is the death ironic this is the death of gary hoy you may have heard of this one before. Nope. He looks Get- familiar for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> well, he's Canadian, and you're also oh, Canadian, it. Brent. So That's it. That's, that's it. So, but Gary Hoy was a corporate and securities law specialist in Toronto. He had also completed an engineering degree before studying law. While giving a tour of the Toronto Dominion Center to a group of articling article why can't i read a group of students hoy attempted to demonstrate the strength of the structure's window by slamming himself into a window he had apparently performed this stunt many times in the past having previously bounced off harmlessly however in this instance the force of hoy slamming into the window forced the window from its frame causing the entire intact window and Hoy to fall from the building. Oh my god. The event occurred in a small conference room adjacent to a boardroom where a reception was being held for the new students. Structural engineer Bob Greer was quoted by the Toronto Star as saying, I don't know of any building code in the world that would allow a 160 pound man to run up against the glass and withstand it. So, I mean, the guy, it was kind of a boy who cried wolf situation a little bit. See, this one is fine. This one makes me not, this one does not make me nearly as uncomfortable. This is more of a terrible way to die embarrassment-wise. Yeah, I mean, because, like, I don't feel like I'm in any danger of, like, running full force into a window in the middle of an office building, (laughs) you know, at any given point. (laughs) Well, it's it's also... uh, how high how high up what floor was this on do we know uh i don't think that that information was given right, but well, it was pretty high up it was high it enough was, for him to die yeah which is enough time like to regret so, your decision <laughs> yeah he was falling and he was like he had to have been thinking that actually just happened like <laughs> oh my god this actually like i, don't, I can't believe this, I that just know. happened and then you bah. done stepped in it this time didn't you <laughs> Um, I wonder if Oof. no, if it would, because if he does it all the time, do you think that's what caused it to weaken? <laughs> Probably. Do I don't know why he didn't just like surf on the window down like to the to the ground. You know, is this yeah, intact? This, why why didn't he just grab a hold of that bad boy and just ride him down? <laughs> this is this Get is the building that he was that he was in actually. Yes, this is the building. Um, it doesn't even, what well, I just don't get why he was doing that because I, it sounds I, like he was just kind of an idiot. 
I've never been in a skyscraper where I'm like, I am worried about the strength of these windows. You know? <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, if only someone... If only someone could reassure me as to the strength of these windows. Like, I, like... It's just a dumb bit. Like, you know, like, I have friends like who, like, take... there. I have friends who do, like, the, the knife thing. You know, like, the, the knife game with your hand. In between the fingers. In yeah. between the fingers. And I'm just like, you know, it's a cool bit. But that, uh... That's gonna hurt if you mess up. You know? Just kind of one of those things. I mean, it won't kill you like this did, but yeah. same principle. Yeah. Um, I I just really don't get why. Like, I don't even, I don't get step one. I don't get, I need <laughs> to throw myself into the window. I don't get how he even <laughs> got. The, yes, the window came out and he fell. I, I, I'm, I'm behind that, but why would you want to do that? And why, like... And especially because, like, you're not proving any points if the window breaks. So. <laughs> okay, well, because he, well, no, obviously he wasn't expecting the window to break. But even, let's just say, even if, because obviously in this situation, it's a 99, it's a, it's, it's a 1% of the time, not even, probably way less than 1% of the time. You know what? It's probably way higher than 1% of the time. The percentage of times that people have fallen out of windows by force by forcefully throwing themselves into a window is probably higher than 1%. If you know the number, said, reach out to us at brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com. If the window is, even if it's 100%, I mean, obviously, if you know it's 100%, then, there is, then that just defeats the purpose. But, like, why? I just don't get why. <laughs> like, why is he doing that? Yeah, like, this guy definitely guy, brought it upon himself, you know? The also, other like, guy is, like, spelunking is fun. I can understand why you would want to do that. I don't <laughs> even... Why? And also, like, did the... No one there like have to, have to pull him aside and hey, be like, hey, Jeffrey or whatever his name was, like Gary, Gary, can you stop throwing yourselves into windows? Like, or just and, like, I barely think it's very, very not chill. Like, can you like cool Whoa. it with a window throwing? <laughs> Imagine I, you're just in a corporate meeting, and you're just, like every like once a day, you're like, boom, 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 boom. and you're like, boom. oh, that's that's what was his name, Jerry? What's Gary? 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 Oh, uh, it's oh, just Gary. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that like he was like, <laughs> if I, can, like I can I can bump it I can I can throw myself into this window right and his coworkers were like I wouldn't and he was like no but 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 you could like there's mm-hmm. like it's safe like there's standards and codes and stuff and and then everyone who's in the building is like I don't know I'm not an architect I'm not an engineer I. Uh, and Gary wait, wait, this was is an like engineering building. And Gary's like, it? well, I was an engineer. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, really not a great engineering degree, I guess. But like, it's it's funny because I, I just like to picture uh, somebody who knew Gary and has seen him do this before, and they're just like, you know, they were on lunch break, and they come out and they just see Gary on the ground <laughs> with the window, and they're like, yeah, I could have seen that coming. <laughs> like, yeah, that must. Oh. Uh, Imagine like the talk around the office. Oh, you know how Gary always th- out the out out the window, dude. He, you know how he always throws himself against the window, out the window. He's gone this time. It's crazy. All the way. That's the son of a bitch did it. He finally did it. Finally <laughs> did it. That son of a bitch did it. Yeah. So so Gary jumped out the building essentially, but didn't know he was going to actually do it. 
Um, so that's a pretty bad way to die in terms of like, everyone's going to be like, oh man, he really shouldn't have done that. Um, but the next one is not the fault of the person. Let's take a look at Mary Reeser, the woman who spontaneously combusted. I yes. Don't oh you do have fire force here. <laughs> this one yeah I have fire force because that's what happens in fire force. You spontaneously combust, Except and so life, you don't turn so, into an infernal. An infernal, and, and there's not a lot of uh, not a ton of information on the story here, but uh, this is more up for speculation. So Mary Reeser's body was found almost totally cremated by the police when they showed up. While the body was cremated where Reeser sat at the apartment, the area around it was relatively damage-free, and there's pictures of the actual scene. They're pretty disturbing, um, because you can actually see Mary's leg, and yeah. it's still intact, and then it seems to just instantly be vaporized right above the, uh, the shin. And you can see where she was sitting and everything is intact except for that one area where she was, where she's basically just ashes. And so it it looks like it burned through the floor too. Am I mistaken? And it does. It looks like there's a hole. Okay. What I see is this is in the bathroom because that at the top is a toilet and at the top right is a bathtub. I think that that is what it looks like. So she was sitting on the toilet um, With, but there's also like a, a, what appears to be sort of like a walker yeah, of some form, say, sort of like fallen over. So. Yeah. She could have been sitting in the walker. It could have been one of those. Yeah. But, but what caused the 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 combustion? I mean, well, I don't it just know, looks Bobby, like... You're the one with the info. It looks like <laughs> she just heated up it literally and looks like she just burst melted through the floor. Um. Oh god. Oh, there's a hole in the floor. Yeah, yeah you, a- it looked she like burnt straight through the floor. It's fucking wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe she was trying to do like that weird like you know like douche bro thing of like lighting one of her farts on fire and it just was like too <laughs> potent. Fart gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird how it like you can her leg looks completely fine and then yeah disappear until, until it's not <laughs> it's then it's just like i gone. feel like we would i mean obviously if like i because i'm thinking oh was she a smoker um maybe Toker? she was maybe <laughs> she, maybe she was smoking and like doing her hair and uh like there was some hairspray or uh, some other some other hair thing that was that was highly flammable. Well, something could have I, exploded, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But my, my, it's a, oh, go ahead, Brent. My question though would be: is like, what temperature does that have to get to to like cremate uh, you? Cremate the human body? Because I don't think it's just like a normal fire temperature. Because I don't know, as someone who is l- routinely uses the show Forensic Files to fall asleep at night, <laughs> I know that like at normal burning temperatures for like a, just like a regular fire is not mm-hmm. hot enough to completely incinerate the human body. Okay, so. cremation is fourteen hundred to eighteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit, which is hot. Yeah, that's about. Uh, that's like yeah, uh, that's like three times as hot as like a uh, like a like a wood fire. Right. So whatever did this would have had to seemingly be hot enough, like that hot, to incinerate her 
body. Okay, but I have three, three how theories. is it concentrated into just like the person's body? You know, the three fact theories. That her... oh, oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, first theory: somebody murdered her and then covered it up by creating a strange scene where they were like, "All right, I'm going to take the limb." And put it here make it look like she like combusted spontaneously throw them off completely they all have no idea what happened that seems weird and unlikely two much more likely alien vapor gun oh that okay that's more likely <laughs> yeah an alien vaporized her with a vapor gun yeah or, or um, you know like maybe like samus iran from you know uh, super metroid with the hyper beam just hit her with it you know she thought she was the mother <laughs> brain hit her with a nice hyper beam you know <laughs> Oh man, that would make sense. Um, mm, mm, and then totally. the, the third theory is spontaneous human combustion. I mean, let's call it what it is, guys. Wait, know. well, okay, those are the only three theories. Yeah. <laughs> what about my theory? What if she was smoking? I don't know. But How I would- guess the question is what would be able to cause her to combust at the temperatures required for her entire body to incinerated and why would it stop at the leg (laughs) i was about to say i think that um maybe she was in some sort of like gown or robe Mm. or something and so it was so and and that burned very quickly and um is what left and so like that's what left her leg yeah it's it had to be really flammable she didn't burst into flames. Obviously, she did not. I don't do know. Could have been that some is not possible, Bob. Because well, if that happened, it would have set everything else on fire. The fact that it's like so contained to just this like really small area and didn't spread beyond that. I know. So is so it, odd. Which makes me think. It, it lightning must have been a quick fire. It must have been a quick fire. But I mean, there's, why there's no way lightning, lightning could incinerate you? Go through her house and burst her into flames. <laughs> also, why? Did the entirety of the burning. She must have been dead while mm. she was burning. Because why is there no damage anywhere else? Why didn't she put herself out? Yeah. Either she was dead or the fire burned so incredibly fast that she didn't have a chance to go anywhere. Cause like What would it have what would it have made it so hot? Cause a like chemical burning, there must have been. She must have had a chemical spilled on herself of some sort. I'm, yeah, I'm. I, th- that is the only thing that I can think of. Or, mm. um, her or her uh, her fabric was it, maybe she was wearing a very frayed, an old cotton sort of thin robe. Maybe they were testing out some new like something. dyes for like cotton, and it was just like the wrong material. I don't know. This one's weird yeah. though. This one's very mysterious. I wish this is one of those things where I wish I could just see what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly would be out of everything. I, she must have been murdered. And then the person piled everything up and lit it on fire right there and like poured gasoline on it. And that's, and then after the gasoline burned, the fire went out. That is the, that seems to be the most logical explanation. Yeah. With what's given. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, right. It's it's still bizarre to me that it wouldn't have burnt like the entire house down. I know. But, How did it know? not start a bigger fire? I don't get it. Her. I mean, it's funny because the cause of death is actually listed as spontaneous human combustion, um, because oh, there's dude, no. Someone, it's someone so got away odd. With murder. Someone it's got away so with murder, odd. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But, like, imagine if someday they found out that, like, humans could spontaneously combust. I mean, I know that's definitely unlikely. Um, but, I mean, we are made of heat. I don't know. No, it doesn't make any sense. We that's are made I mean, of listen, heat. You heard it here first. Folks. Listen, <laughs> all I need to know is that there's a Incubus song about spontaneous human combustion, and that's all I need, baby. And it's part of me while I burn and yeah, rise above the flames. And there's a sick anime where there's spontaneous human combustion. Mm. Based mm. on the song. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So the next one is one that you guys definitely have heard of, which is The Challenger. So, Ooh, yeah. This yeah. one was, uh, I think we may have talked about it on the pod before. Um, so, the Challenger was the, 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 the rocket ship space shuttle that went up into, actually, I don't think it was a space shuttle. Um, it was a rocket that went up to, to space with the, the teacher on it, and it unfortunately exploded upon its departure. Uh, on national television and right. in front of the, yeah. the parents and teacher students and yeah not great horrible. not great i actually don't know if we talked about this on pod i know you and i have talked about this in person bobby yeah i think i told you about the ha- what really happened with this um yeah and it, uh, oh. i'm curious to see what, what yeah go ahead Okay, so so basically, yeah, you you did tell me about this, Brent, um, and it was just so unsettling to me. So a lot of people think that when the Challenger exploded, the crew instantly was died in the explosion. Um, but after the collapse of the fuel tank, the Challenger itself remained momentarily intact and actually continued moving upwards without its fuel tank and boosters beneath it. Uh, powerful aerodynamic forces soon pulled the orbiter apart pieces including the crew cabin reached an altitude of sixty-five thousand feet before falling out of the sky into the atlantic ocean below it's actually very likely that the challenger's crew survived the initial breakup but lost consciousness due to the uh, loss of cabin pressure and probably died due to oxygen deficiency quickly but the cabin hit the water's surface around 200 miles an hour, a full two minutes and 45 seconds after the shuttle broke apart. So some people think that the two minutes and 45 seconds was enough time for the crew to regain consciousness if they didn't die from other causes um, and basically wait out two minutes of free fall, knowing that every single person that they knew uh, was was watching them die and basically they knew they were alive and they knew that they were about to die because you know you're falling to the earth with nothing um and so uh, there there's theories that they all regained consciousness and just basically uh knew what knew what happened um and kind of watched yeah basically we're conscious and yeah that that to me is like horrifying just the idea of just being kind of like 
strapped into this free-falling object and just, like, having no control at that point, and you're just stuck there and have to just wait until impact <laughs> comes. That's absolutely horrifying. And that's actually what happens when with plane crashes, too. When when planes start to free-fall, a lot of people lose consciousness because of the, the Gs. Um, but then you actually regain consciousness, like, pretty much right around, like, I think it's like 6,000 feet or something. And so it's very similar. You kind of know you're about to die and you just, there's nothing you can do. Uh, very uh, scary way to go. <laughs> did they have, were there like windows in the cabin? Cause like, otherwise how would they know how far from the ground they were? I think there were windows, but I'm not sure. Even if there were, I'm sure they were spinning too fast to like see anything. Yeah. So they probably didn't even know when they were going to hit the ground. In a way, that almost makes it more horrifying because you know you're going to, but you have no frame of reference to tell when it's coming, so you're just waiting for it to happen, you know? Yeah, that's that's I worse to me. Oh, no, to me, that would be way better because then I would just be like, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, like, it would just happen. Yeah. You but, know, like, they, if it's I, two it's minutes of waiting for it to happen, that's got to be, like, the longest two minutes of your life. Yeah, but was it two minutes the whole time? So like, two minutes and forty-five they... seconds from the point at which the rocket broke apart to when the uh, the cabin would have hit the ground. Yeah. So, at what altitude can you regain consciousness? Um, it's basically, I, it probably depends on the person, but this was saying that it would probably have been like around a minute left. So that's not that that's not that bad. Yeah, I mean much rather I would take this over the cave thing. Go. Same. Same cuz this is at least fast like like really fast and Also, I'm really bad with G, so I'd be I would probably be passed out the whole time. <laughs> I just yeah. hate the the thought that like they knew that their family was watching and it's like, "Oh man, everyone I know is watching me die right now." Right, yeah, it's and it's to me the interesting thing about the Challenger story is that you know the we covered up the fact that this is probably what happened. We sort of basically put it out there that oh yeah, they when it exploded they died, yeah. even though we knew that to probably not be true. I mean, you can uh, see well, in this well, picture certainly not true. You know, you can see the cabin in this picture that I that I put in the the website mm-hmm. where it's completely it's intact. intact. Yeah, it's one of those things though where it's like. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. So we might as well just let people believe. Mm-hmm. I um, I, I do you guys. I don't know if, if you guys remember, but a while ago, I was helping out with the uh, high school, um, the high school uh, compa- play festival competition thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the plays was about the Challenger. Oh, really? Disaster. Um, and that play was a disaster it was so mm. boring it was so boring and terribly done but um if the, <laughs> i haven't done any research on my own but if the play is accurate apparently um they were like if if the temperature is below x on on the day of the launch do not do not go for the launch um and the temperature was below that but they decided to go for the launch anyway and um 
because apparently one of the rubber o-rings because it was so cold had mm. shrunk and caught yep. and 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 caused a broken seal um yep. that's what caused the explosion yeah wow. that's you're basically right yeah uh they, they actually just recently released a uh netflix documentary about this whole story um i haven't had a chance to check it out yet but um mm. yeah wow. it, the, your, the, the way you described your jack is essentially correct so oh wow Dang, it's funny how one such a small thing when it comes to like rocket technology can like basically make or break the entire. Yeah, because it, it like it's one of those things where it's like don't don't do this if if you know don't don't launch if it's below thirty degrees or whatever. And mm-hmm. it was like, uh, if it's like twenty eight degrees, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, it's only you know, does it really matter? Yeah, you know, at that point, um, and it's 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 just um, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I was that. watching uh, <laughs> Glow on Netflix, and they have that scene where they're you know on live television as the challengers going up, and it's just like it's. My dad told me he was uh he was in school watching it with his class when it uh. And it happened and so it's yeah. just like it's just like one of those moments like for me you know not not to get even darker but when 9-11 happened like yeah. i was in school and so like i remember hearing the rumors going through the hallways where people were like did you hear like two planes crashed into each other all these sort of like weird sort of telephone games oh, sort yeah, of like yeah. rumor versions of it oh, and then like yeah. i got to my like my history class that morning and our teacher like pulled everyone aside it's like so oh, this is what happened, blah blah blah, and they like put the TV on, and then we saw when the second plane hit, you know, oh, like man. in real time. It was just yeah, it was fucking wild. How so old? That's like, how old were you? That was my freshman year of high school, so wow. I would have been thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Um, yeah. See, I obviously I was like you know six, and Jack, you must have been like what three. I was almost three. So, like, we uh, we don't have any memory of it. I, I yeah. like, forgot that you were that old for, like, when yeah, that I happened. <laughs> you old yeah, man. Well, I was old enough to remember when it happens. Yeah, it wow. was, it was a, that was a I, wild uh, time. That's yeah, insane. I don't remember anything from the actual event. <laughs> I mm-hmm. just remember my, um, I remember my sister being really upset, not at the event itself, but because um, for, for the whole day, that's all that was on TV. And so my sister was like four or five years old. Um, mm. And so like she just want, I just remember her wanting to watch TV. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it, it was it was crazy. I remember people were freaking out and they were like, I mean, ridiculous stuff. Like people were like, oh my God, they're going to crash a plane into our school. I mean, it's like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere in Massachusetts, southern yeah. Massachusetts. I'm like, no, they're not bringing a plane here. Yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> yeah. people think that like World War Three was starting yeah it was nuts mm. well i mean you know i i remember i was in high school when sandy hook happened and um mm. i don't know why i was like a freshman i think or, or somewhere around there and i don't know why but we were all freaking out like we all wanted to go home because we just felt like there was something going on with like schools we felt uncomfortable in school um even though i there don't was remember nothing... when i heard about sandy hook honestly it, it was I... that was Tough. I think that was it a took. Tough I think it took me a while to, to, and by a while, I mean like a few days to like figure out what had happened because yeah. I know that people were talking about. People were just like, "Oh, did you hear about?" Because nobody was calling it a shooting. Nobody mm-hmm. was saying like the Sandy Hook shooting. 
And so I didn't know what exactly had happened until like a few, like I, I, was, I knew that something tragic had happened, but I was like, I don't. Sandy Hook was 2012. 2012. So was Coney, dude. <laughs> 20 bad year 2012 so, bad year whoa <laughs> obviously was 2012 yeah i remember i remember the social cultural impact of coney way more than i remember sandy 2012 yo yeah, that is eight years ago you, what dude i time flies okay i remember being a literal full-on child yeah with coney 2012 <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I I could have sworn that I was in high school for Sandy Hook. I guess. Well, not. I mean, so many of these have happened at this point. That, yeah. I mean, it could be very easy to just like I know, I must have been, interchange I them in your mind. I must have been in high school for some other big shooting. Well, yeah. so obviously those are honorable honorable mentions uh, for sure, um, because they're they're all kind of this horrible you know everyday life situation that's just abruptly interrupted with death and terribleness um but let's let's get back to the list here because we still got a a lot to go through this next one is (laughs) the (laughs) this next one is really sad uh it's the john claude van damme like who is this guy it's it's john eric hexham Okay, uh, so, he looks like John Claude Van Damme for the listeners at home. I feel like he's about to do like a split between like two like eighteen wheelers <laughs> while shooting off his like M M five or whatever the fuck he's got in his hand. There's M forty. Oh, well, it's funny I you mentioned the guns, guns. because yeah. this is uh, this is actually what led to this guy's death. So John Eric Hexum uh, was an American actor, and he died mm. after playing a simulated Russian roulette game with a forty four Magnum pistol loaded with blanks so the blank actually contained paper and when hexam pulled the trigger against his temple the paper was propelled with a force that broke his skull and created a massive bleeding in the brain and it killed Yikes. him oh Yikes. yeah dude blanks are um blanks are nothing to mess around with uh something that a lot of people don't realize is that um like uh blanks will actually oftentimes have more powder in them than real bullets um so the explosion from a blank is a lot more than from a gun and like people like to think that blanks are just like oh it's just it's just noise no bullet um but it's still an explosion it still is a full-on explosion so if it's right next to you you know Mm. Um, like there was this one story of this stage actor who uh, they were using blanks um, and he like ruptured a bunch of organs because it was it was like right up against his um, like his stomach. Uh, blanks are nothing to mess around with. Yeah, I feel like with CGI now, they probably never use blanks on set. Like, no. I- yeah, they uh, they won't they wouldn't need to. Only for um, certain uh, certain things, and definitely never when uh, never when pointing a gun and shooting at someone. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I feel like there's been so many like high profile like like blank shooting incidents in Hollywood that you they would just get away from that. Like you know, yeah. with Brandon Lee, 
Um, yeah. The actor who was on The Crow, who it was supposed to be a blank, and then it wasn't a blank, and he actually got shot and killed on set, you know? Yeah, yeah and that was Bruce Lee's son, and he was only 28. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... Oh, yeah. man, that's... Yeah, that one's bad. Um, so the next one is, is kind of goofy. Uh, terrible way to go, though. Uh, this one's Cow on the Roof. Cow on the Roof. So the cow... Watch uh, out, Bessie's coming. Oh, Lord, so, she's coming. So this this man uh, died from a cow climbing on his roof and falling through. Uh, he died from internal bleeding. Basically, he was just sitting on the couch and a cow came out of nowhere and crushed him to death. And so the owner was actually expected to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Oh, well, come on the, now. The cow went, wandered off. I don't think he ended up getting charged, but um, I am yeah. recording a podcast. <laughs> Is that Abby? Yeah. I Hi, Abby. Hi. Hi, Abby. They say hi. hi. <laughs> he says hi. Hi, Abby. <laughs> oh, man. Jack's mom making another awesome appearance in the pod. Shout out to Jack's mom. Okay. This next one is rather bizarre. So um, I, I want to hear more about the cow. <laughs> oh, that's all I had on the cow. Do you want to talk more that, about that, the cow? What if fell I mean, through the roof and landed on some guy? Well, that, yeah. I'm just hoping that I'm hoping the owner didn't actually get charged with a voluntary manslaughter. Because like, come on, cows gonna be cows, right? They're gonna I do what they're gonna do. do. I don't think he got charged. On the roof. It happens, dude. They they just wander. Well, you we know? clearly see a ladder in this picture. And, is you this know? the cow? <laughs> this is the cow, or is this a cow on a roof? Uh, this is a cow i couldn't find a picture because the actual event was like so long ago yeah but um i guess they just um cow's gonna be cows man i guess cows like to climb i guess i don't yeah so so this guy was 45 years old and he was just laying in bed not the couch and uh cow just fell on him (laughs) so yeah that's that's it it's a wild one i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah we, we can continue on i know pretty we bad to way there. pretty bad way to like, die i'm just very tickled by that one i know <laughs> like a person died here so i shouldn't be like so glib about it but man <laughs> yeah but just like imagine just like imagine you're sitting in your bed it's like a monty python bit or something like this <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous just like <laughs> oh my god horrible okay this next one is uh it's just Oh man, I mean this is just a crazy story. I can't believe it's Exploding real. Exploding tree. Exploding tree. Um it's not like human combustion though. We'll, we'll get into this one. So, this is the bizarre death of Henry Zeigland. When Henry broke up with his girlfriend in 1893, she unfortunately committed suicide. Oh. Her brother blamed Zeigland for his sister's death and vowed revenge. So he actually confronted Zeigland, pulled a gun out, and took a shot at him. Very fortunately for Zeigland, the bullet only grazed his face and got lodged in a nearby tree. The brother, believing that he got his message across, didn't attempt any further violence. Although there's other uh, s- there's other articles that stated that the brother actually then killed himself. I'm not sure which one's true. Um, either way, the brother was not in the picture anymore so henry zeigland walked away from the situation super lucky he lived he was fine 
So for 20 years, the bullet remained lodged in that tree. Pretty much forgotten about by Zeigland. In the year 1913, Henry Zeigland decided to remove the tree. And rather than mess around with an axe, because at the time, you know, there weren't any, like, saws to cut down trees pretty easily, uh, he opted for the easier route, which was using dynamite to uproot the timber. So, this is a true story. The explosion from the dynamite dislodged the bullet from the tree, propelled it through the air, and hit Henry Zeigland in the head. Where he died instantly. Okay, there is absolutely no way that this is true. I don't know, Jack. The internet says so. A bullet in a tree for 20 years, dude, would... It can't just get dislodged from an explosion. You never know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the internet says it's true. I mean, how how much dynamite did he use? I guess, unless he, like... I guess if he completely like vaporized the tree mm. and just like mulched it with explosions, then it would. Um, At that work. point, everything's flying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this one's one of the more coincidental, weird ones that like sounds unbelievable. Um, it and there's sounds obviously way too. Yeah, there's obviously like, not a, a lot of proof to this existing to, <laughs> to being true. And whereas today, it's like you can see these things on video now with all the social yeah. medias um yeah i want to see the autopsy report yeah right call 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 up the county let's get let's get this get them <laughs> this, on the horn this next one was real um and it's be- we know this because it was actually an article i think in the new york times and it was very recent uh more or less and this is a uh, death by yarn oh so, boy this picture isn't from the event. I just thought it I'm was a funny picture. I'm going to have to look out for this one. I'm going to have to look out for this one. We have a lot of yarn in the apartment. I better be careful. <laughs> yeah, Brent, watch out. So in 1987, Paul G. Thomas, the owner of a wool mill, suffocated after he fell into a machine and was wrapped in about 800 yards of yarn. He was operating a pinwheel dresser machine, which winds woolen woolen yarn from a large spool into a smaller one when he fell into the small spool uh he was wrapped like i said by 800 yards of yarn and according to the other employees you couldn't even see him it happened so fast he fell and then it was just yarn uh and he suffocated so that one to me I don't know if that's worse than the cave, but it's definitely pretty bad. What? So he got what mangled up? He got wrapped up and then suffocated. Like so, nope. whatever position he fell in, he was just like in that position and got completely wrapped up in yarn and couldn't breathe instantly. Um. Uh. No. Definitely not. Nothing so far has been as bad as the uh, as the <laughs> cave. If well, the cave is so long. Yeah. If if he fell in and boot instantly was dead, it wouldn't be that bad. But he was in there for so long, it's so bad. Yeah, twenty seven hours is a long Although time. Although I would not want to suffocate on yarn either. That would be pretty bad. Both ways suck. This 
this way is just kind of well, embarrassing. Suffocation in general does not seem uh, good. It seems terrifying. But just like imagine um, the the instant, like what it felt like to fall into this machine and then just get wrapped in eight hundred yards of yarn, unable to move, just in yarn. Sounds horrible. Not great. <sighs> yeah, I'm not great. I, I do not envy this person <laughs> at all. Um, I wonder if his it, ghost it, is like covered in like tangles of yarn. Sort of no. like a spooky mummy, but instead of like his like little like wraps <laughs> hanging off his arms, it's yarn. yarn. Not a very he's, scary. He's guy. got like crochet thin, like pins just like the, in the his needles hair. sticking yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, in my head, I'm I'm picturing like the "Don't hug me, I'm scared" like red guy from that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's like floppy little tendrils in front of his mouth <laughs> that just like puff out when he speaks. Wow, wow, <laughs> it's all computery. <laughs> all right so the that's, next one is uh that's actually where that that's actually the origin of that guy hell yeah oh, God. did we make that joke yeah i wasn't i wasn't really listening sorry <laughs> that dude from don't hug me i'm scared who yeah, have a... you seen um <laughs> oh, God, have you what? seen behind the scenes for don't hug me i'm scared yes yeah um the video of where they're like because you know the, the the yarn dude when he talks it's like his it's yarn. like a puff of air yeah so I saw like a, a like a raw recording of it where the what like because they're puppets and that guy's a suit yeah so they were like oh oh what are you and then they, and then <laughs> it's it's the time for him to respond but all you hear is just because <laughs> apparently that's oh, yeah. what he that's what the per- whenever he needs to say lines or whoever is playing that person and they just are blowing air through they're not actually saying it. <laughs> I do remember seeing that in the the how it's yeah. made it's really, thing it's really funny. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. If you haven't seen one. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, uh, go watch it. It's pretty pretty awesome. For that reason, I'm going to say that uh, getting wrapped up in yarn would be fine. <laughs> because you could just get a roll in Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah. And then you get right. to have some plain white sauce. <laughs> plain white sauce? <laughs> That'll make your teeth all gray. All right. So the next one is a lot s- more sad. Um and you may have heard of this. It's the freak accident in Kansas City Water Park. It wasn't called Kansas City Water Park. I think it was just a Kansas City Water Park. It was called Action Park. I don't know if it was, but I know that there were a lot of deaths. Well, Jack, you might need to, you might be able to help me with this because this is a uh, this is a water slide. Uh, it's got a German name. It's a Verrucht, I think. Verrucht. Verrucht. And what does that mean, Jack? in German are pronounced like Fs. It means crazy. Yeah. So this is a water slide that basically meant crazy. There's a whole, like, TV show about it being made and how it, like, flung these uh, tubes up into the air with, like, sandbags on them and how it's, like, insanely dangerous. But they decided that they were going to open this water slide in this water park near Kansas City. Uh, so at a height of 168 feet, Verrucht or Verrucht became the world's tallest water slide when it opened in July of 2014. This oh. water slide was originally scheduled to open in 2013, but difficulties during various stages of construction <laughs> resulted in several delays. Sandbags loaded into rafts during testing were often seen going airborne. 
And they thought that a good solution to this was to put a cage over the whole thing. So this is where it gets uh, pretty dark. Uh, on August 7th, 2016, so only four years ago, Caleb Schwab... My, my wife's birthday. Oh, really? <laughs> August 7th, yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Christy. Christy. Happy, birthday. happy birthday, Christy. Let's celebrate with a potential beheading. I'm not sure where this is going, but... <laughs> Continue. I think they well, get mangled in the cage. I think they get launched into the cage and get mangled. Yeah, so um, Caleb Schwab, a 10-year-old son of Kansas State Representative Scott Schwab, oh, died whoa. while riding Ferrucht. The raft he was riding went airborne during the ascent of the second hill and impacted a metal support of the netting, which, as Brent said, decapitated him. Oh. No, the worst. I hate it. The other two mm. passengers were both women, and they were uh, injured in the accident. One suffered a broken jaw, and the other suffered a facial mm. bone fracture. Um, in the immediate aftermath, the park was closed pending an inspection. Although the park reopened three days later, the ride remained closed. Three days, bro. I know. What? Imagine. And there's like. This is th a state representative's son, too. Like, out of all of the people. Dude, it's bad, too. Like, there's video footage of the the accident happening. Not the, not the accident happening, like, on the spot, but, like, afterwards. And there's just, like, the water slide is just all red. Like, the water is just full of blood. It's oh, disturbing. Dude. It's a fucking um, nightmare. Not for the faint of heart. Um,. It was reported that the boy weighed 74 pounds uh, and he was allowed to he was allowed by the person at the top of the slide to sit in the front of the raft rather than between the two women accompanying accompanying him. Uh, one of them weighed 275 pounds while the other weighed 190 pounds. This led to an uneven weight distribution, leading some experts to conclude that the uneven weight di distribution may have contributed to the raft going airborne, which totally tracks for me. Uh, and so, horrible fact here, scientists believe that the human head can remain conscious for three to five seconds after being decapitated. So, that's not a good way to die. Um, especially for 10, that sucks. Yeah, not great. I'm just like, this just kind of like reaffirms my feeling that like all theme parks and like... <laughs> carnival rides are bad um <laughs> and i like refuse to go on them to me um, if it's not made by disney then i don't trust it like i've had like too many like weird experiences on like rides where like i'm just like this shit is just begging for someone to get killed <laughs> i remember and, like in some like ones that you wouldn't even think you're thinking like oh roller coasters and stuff they're scary but like yeah. i was on I was at Six Flags one time, and I was on sort of that like seesaw type ride where it goes the other oh. side, the side, and then like all the way around. Oh, and whatever. I hate that one. And I was in a row sitting in the row I was sitting in. There was someone in the row who was you know significantly bigger than I was. Mm -hmm. So the bar, you know, for them was like sitting right at like their like chest stomach level. Where for me, I had a good like foot and a half of space between me and the bar support bar oh, yeah. and so as it was going up and down you know side to side and all the way around i was literally sliding completely under the bar and was like out of the seats and oh like my, my legs God. were almost coming up over the next seat i was literally holding that bar for dear life the entire <laughs> oh ride because like i literally was like almost being suspended in the air by the ride like each movement i was like fuck this shit who I'm let you get on 
Yeah, or who loaded the thing up in like such a way where like, oh yeah, we're gonna have this kid who weighs like 140 pounds soaking wet sitting in the same row as like a 300 pound <laughs> man. That's fine. Wow. Yeah, that's really where your only security is a metal bar that comes down in front of you. That's so. uh, that's bad. I mean, like, it really does. I don't trust a lot of rides like that. Um, I I've seen kids falling out of rides before. Like at, at Old Orchard in Maine, they have like it's it's a really small version, but it's like one of those drop rides um, where you like mm-hmm. go up and it drops and it goes just it's vertical. Yeah. And uh, this kid was like hanging out of it, basically he was slipping out of it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is horrible!" And they had Dude, to stop the, the ride. Uh, beheading is up there. <laughs> Beheading's got to be up there. Yeah. What is that? Did you hear my computer? Did else hear that? I sure I did. Some, I heard some French. I wonder yeah. why you can hear my computer. That's weird. Because you're because you're um doing this the live stream or whatever. So. Oh, okay. So that was really funny. The boys just heard my computer because I was trying to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name. Um, Robert Francois Demiens. It's French. Um, Francois Demiens. Yeah. There you go, Brent. Yeah, so so basically this next one is a guy named Robert Francois Damien. Uh, that's really funny that you guys heard that pronunciation thing. Um, Damien's, I wonder if that's going to translate to the recording. I hope it does. I hope I it does too. I doubt it, but I hope it does. Yeah, a boy can dream. Maybe we can record it and place it in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Damien's was a French domestic servant who attempted assassination of King Louis or King Louis? I don't know. Louis. This is the Louis. way to go Louis. out. This is the way to go out. The uh, the 15th. Uh, this resulted in his public execution. <clears throat> so he was first subjected to a torture, which, is, which his legs were painfully compressed by devices called boots. So this is where the boot torture comes from. Okay. Um, there's different forms of boot torture uh, where basically they'll... There's this device where they'll strap in your legs and like hit a hammer in the middle and your it'll like compress the thing to crush your legs so it's pretty bad oh it's just a big metal boot that they bash in yeah there's there's different versions of it that in this case it was like a big metal boot um in other cases it's like a device that it's like a clamp almost um they're found all throughout like the Renaissance period too. So he was tortured with red hot pincers. Uh, the hand with which he had held the knife during the attempted assassination was burned using sulfur, molten wax, molten lead, and boiling oil. And th- those they poured those into his wounds. Um, they used to love their torture back in the day oh it's so bad Uh, so then he was remanded to the royal executioner who harnessed horses to his arms and legs to be dismembered Um, but Damien's tendons and once sorry Mm. I I missed a whole line but Damien's limbs did not separate easily the Officials ordered the executioner to cut Damien's tendons. And once that was done, the horses were able to perform the dismemberment. Once Damien's was dismembered, to, appla- to the applause of the crowd, 
his reportedly still living torso was burnt at the stake. Wow. Uh, this one's worse. This is the worst one, right? <laughs> Can we... This is the worst one. This is the okay, worst one. Okay, well, yeah, this is the worst one because... This, this is the worst l- one. This is, this is literal... Like... Um, Torture? It's just torture. It's torture. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be the worst one. This it's one's torture, torture and embarrassment and just... Like yeah, people it's kind are, of an unfair comparison to the cave one because this is like just straight up like how yeah. cruel can we possibly be to this human being? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Like they they couldn't get the arms and legs to separate, so they had to like basically drawn and quartered must be the worst. Yeah, and and this is after they already did all these terrible things to him. Um, I guess like when he woke up that day, he said that like oh this is going to be a very bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really funny. I don't yeah. know why. That is pretty funny. That was the understatement of the century. Well, I just think <laughs> yeah. it's funny that, like, dude, the French were so horny for torture and executions, man. Yeah, and like, like what's people up? People watch that? this. Like, how can you stand to watch this? Well, Although I France guess some people had turned away. Public executions until like until like the twenties or something absurd the morbid curiosity thing you know it's like people are curious to see this stuff even though today's standards it would make everybody throw up and want to die i mean this is just i couldn't even imagine bringing a child to see this like yeah whoa Dude, this, woo. june 1939 was france's last public uh oh no this was in germany 1939 okay well that makes sense if it was 1939 in germany um they were uh oh no it was in france he was german but he he was executed in france by guillotine in 1939 1939 he was executed by guillotine at least guillotine was fast this seems way worse where you're just like Mm -hmm. You're yeah, there's a, you're, there's you're a bunch an of armless and there. legless torso, alive, just looking at these people laughing at you and clapping, and and then and then you get burned alive after that. It's just oh god. All right, we got a lot to go through, so I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna oh, we still have more. burn through. Oh yeah, we lightning got a round. lot more lightning round. This last this is the last one that, that's like not a lightning round, and then the rest are lightning round. All right. Yeah. So this is Buried Alive. You may have heard this story. In 1889, Octavia Smith married a wealthy Kentuckian named James Hatcher. The newlyweds had a son whom they named Jacob. However, infant mortality rates being what they were in the late 1800s, Jacob died in infancy. Losing her son put Octavia in a deep depression, and she was bedridden for several months. During this time, she also began showing signs of a mysterious illness. Eventually, her body entered a coma-like state, and nobody could awaken her. She was pronounced dead in May of Except 1891. Except for a true love's kiss. Except for a true love's kiss. Just four months after Jacob's death, she was pronounced dead. It was unusually hot that year, so Octavia was buried quickly. And uh, embalming was not yet common practice. A few days later, though, other people in town began falling into a similar coma-like sleep, 
with shallow breathing patterns, only to awaken a few days later. They discovered it was an illness caused by the bite of a zest fly. Or tsetse. I don't know. Weird name. Some weird fly. A tsetse fly? Yeah. I assume, right? Yeah. Tsetse. So, it's not like the kind of fly that I currently have buzzing in front of my face. Yeah, I was like going to say, Brent, seconds. are you doing a bit or are you actually trying to no, kill a fly? No, like, I've got like a little fruit fly that's like keeps flying in front of my face and it's driving me crazy. Uh-oh, it's the tsetse fly. Oh no, boys, if I'm in a coma, you know what <laughs> to do. Don't bury, bury you. Bury me alive. <laughs> okay, so fearing that she had been buried alive, her husband James panicked and had Octavia exhumed, thinking she might awaken. Well, she had, but it was too late. Octavia's coffin was airtight. He found the coffin lining had been shredded, and Octavia's fingernails were all bloody. Uh. On her face was a frozen shriek of terror. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this one. That Being buried alive... Other than like the obvious like horrible torture one that yeah. we just read, um, <laughs> this might is for me my worst one. I would have to say. I, I think know. there's like a what to do if you're buried alive somewhere online, and it, I didn't watch it, but I think I might just in case. You never know. Well, don't worry. For me, like I, I already I've already bought my my plot, and I already have the <laughs> bell installed so that if I get buried alive, I can just ring it from my my coffin. Yeah, like people have that, that grave now. plot. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm going to get it, just in case. What, a bell? A yeah, bell? like a little bell or a buzzer beater. Buzzer beater? Some kind of buzzer. How much buzzer beater? was factual, Brent? Do you actually have a grave plot? No, I don't. <laughs> I was like, He's not Jack. Honestly, guys, if I die, just like throw, just like dig a hole in the ground and throw me in. Throw him like, in the river. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the lightning round. Just Here we go. <laughs> All right, so some honorable mentions. Uh, Linda Goldblum, 79, died after being hit by a foul ball at Dodger Stadium. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. Right. Uh, yeah. Hilden, Hildegard Whitting, 77, died of suffocation from the carbon dioxide vapors produced by four dry ice coolers in a Dippin' Dots delivery car. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer. Oh, s- what? Oh, I just have a I just have a quick story. So you know how um you'll see like people will toss like chunks of dry ice into like swimming pools mm-hmm. and parties to have like the cool fog. Um but uh it, there are lots of stories of people drowning in those pools because cuz um like you know how the oh. water sits and then so the the you know the the gas i can't remember if it's dioxide or monoxide that is frozen mm-hmm. you see t- it's frozen dioxide right yeah either way you can't mm-hmm. breathe it so people would be popping up um and then um they, they uh drown because wow. they can't breathe because there's a layer of 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 co2 i saw one story about a lifeguard party where there were like 170 lifeguards at a pool party because it was for the lifeguards at the party was being thrown and they uh, all drowned someone one person drowned even though they were surrounded by 170 lifeguards um okay jennifer riordan 43 a passenger aboard southwest airlines flight 1380 died after debris from an engine failure struck and destroyed the window 
she was sitting next to. She was partially blown out through the window, but she was pulled back in and given CPR until an emergency landing was made. She died upon arrival at the hospital from blunt force trauma. Yikes. Elaine Herzberg, a 49-year-old woman in Tempe, Arizona, died after being hit by a self-driving car operated by Uber. You remember this one, Brent, I'm guessing. I know this one because of our work. We did, we covered this story. So, yeah, I remember that. Like the, what, it was Waymo, right? It was a Waymo car, was it? Or, yep, I think it was yeah. Waymo. And she, uh, yeah, she was crossing the road and it, she was struck by the self-driving car. It was a big deal. Uber shut down their self-driving uh, program right after that. Mm. Temporarily, Wait, I the think. Car was, the car was a Waymo? I think uh, I might be wrong in that, or maybe it was. Um, what was the other one? Uh, cruise. Cruise. Automation? It might have been Cruise it, Automation. I'm not sure what, who who uh, Uber was partnered with. It might have been Cruise Automation. I'm not sure. But Don't quote was, me on it. It, it, it was yeah. a while ago. We have it so many Tesla. Definitely not Tesla. Dang. Uh, it was like some weird like SUV. I think. Um, Which is what yeah, made me so. think Waymo because they used to use those vans or whatever. So. Yeah, so that anyway. was a big big story. So that was pretty recent. Um, mm. Rebecca Berger, 33, a fitness blogger and a model, died after a pressurized canister of whipped cream exploded and struck her in the chest, causing her to go into cardiac arrest. Whoa. So you just, you know, holding whipped cream and then, bam, you're dead. Uh, Lottie Michelle Belk, 55, was fatally stabbed in the chest by a beach umbrella blown by a strong wind. <laughs> Damn, Yikes. Dude. And you know what's That's crazy savage. about this one? The reason I put this one in is because I was at the beach one day and this ha- happened to a kid. Uh, his arm was impaled. By, oh. Yeah, his Whoa. arm was impaled by a, uh, a beach umbrella that was astray. Because you've seen those things flop around. I mean, yeah, they, dude, they, they go up to 25 dang, miles an hour. Dangerous things, bro. Yeah, so be careful at the beach. And uh, the last one I have here is in the early morning hours of July 1982, uh, Moro and two child actors, seven-year-old Micah Dinley and six-year-old Renee, Renee Shin... Yi Chen were filming a Twilight Zone episode or uh, Twilight Zone the movie in California um, because this obviously the show was older than that they were performing in a scene for the Vietnam sequence in which their characters attempted to escape from a deserted Viet- Vietnamese village while pursued by a US Army helicopter the helicopter was hovering approximately 24 feet above them when the heat from a special effect pyrotechnic reportedly uh, made melted one of the rotor blades slightly and caused the helicopter to crash on top of them, killing three of the actors instantly. Uh, oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. So the one of the child actors in Moro was decapitated by the blades and the other child actor was crushed by the helicopter on set of the twilight zone which i thought was really uh horrible yeah uh, bad i mean you know it's like oh it's the twilight zone and it was the twilight zone that day 
Jeez. And then, <laughs> Jesus. To wrap it up, here's some pictures of people about to die. No, um, why? I was gonna say before you get to that, that reminded me of this uh, story. No one died in this particular one, but uh, during the filming of Transformers Three, um, Michael Bay just like started crashing cars into buildings without getting permission what the buildings to crash cars into them so they had to like settle like an 18 million dollar like settlement for like michael bay just like recklessly throwing cars into buildings that he had no approval to do he's a crazy person and luckily there was like no one in like the level of ground level at the time when he did it but he's just like yeah let's just let's just drive a car into this building over here that'd be pretty sick right <laughs> fuck yeah dude i couldn't help but think of that i'm like oh my wow. god like the shit that like people do to try to make movies that like puts everyone in danger is like wild what we let them get away with oh it's man crazy <laughs> So this last segment here, if if it's too much for you, look away. Um, oh boy, they'll be online. No, they're not. They're not gruesome, but these are just uh, pictures taken moments before people's demise. Oh and uh, this first one is oh, uh, no. a dude doing a flip on the ledge of a 16-story building. Uh, the maneuver was successful, but after landing, he lost his footing and fell. Died in Yikes. impact. The next one is a 20-year-old man who crossed two or three barriers to get to the edge of New Delhi's tiger exhibit in the zoo. And uh, as you can see, he slipped and fell into the moat, and the tiger saw him and went over to investigate. Uh, And what happened next is best left up to the imagination. Dude, why? People like that, it's like, why? Yeah. I mean... Not a good situation. And the next one is the last one. And it's a 17-year-old climber who fell 1,000 feet after attempting to climb uh, this boulder, Flaterion boulder in Colorado. Um, And he did not have any equipment with him. So it was freestyle. And uh, yeah, you can see in the picture, it just it gave me chills. And I just thought it was creepy um and then there was one more that i for some reason didn't put in the slideshow but you guys may have seen it it was the uh, picture of regina k walters a 14 year old girl from pasadena texas who was murdered by the notorious serial killer robert ben rhodes uh one of three victims walters was the unfortunate exception in the way rhodes toyed with her uh Rhodes cut her hair, dressed her up, and took pictures of her in distress. The most saddening of which is the picture that I have here, which I forgot to put in the slideshow. Um It's really sad. So this is a picture that he took before killing her. I just sent it in the uh Discord. Right, I think I found the yeah, I was gonna say I uh, found the same one in Google. That that's just not fun. That's just a oh, it's horrible. fucking yikes. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, so that is the end of the terrible ways to die. And I feel horrible now. <laughs> but uh, guess what? It's spooky season and it wouldn't be spooky without 
feeling without, horrible without dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, the cave one still takes it for me. I'm gonna even gotta... even over the torture. I, do, I feel like the torture one's not even. The torture fair. one doesn't even count. It, yeah. it doesn't because he didn't. Die. It's in its like, own category. Yeah, it wasn't drawn, accidental. Being drawn and quartered in itself, honestly, um, would be so. Like, if we're talking drawn and quartered <laughs> as the cause of death, and not in ignoring the torture that happened before, it's a close race. Honestly, I think that might be the worst one over over the cave. I just yeah. the cave is just so dreadful like yeah in the, in the literal use of of like it's so existentially terrifying on top of everything else that it already is that it's just so deeply unsettling for me yeah yeah for, mean, for me it's probably definitely. the being buried alive one that yeah that's that's just like i don't know there's something about yeah because there's it, it, at least with the cave one there may have been some some amount of hope at mm-hmm. s- for a portion of it whereas if you aw- awake and you're just in a coffin and there's just nothing you can do uh yeah that that's just like a hope level of hopelessness that's just uh oof, oof. yeah they're all no pretty good. bad they're all pretty to me they're all pretty bad um I'd have to say probably the decapitation one freaked me out the most. Yeah, I don't like that either. Because especially if it's true that you're conscious for a minute or like a few seconds, like that's just not something I would ever want to experience. Yeah. Uh, and it's something I wouldn't want anyone around me to experience. So that's the one for me. And the best one was getting crushed by the cow easily. Yes. Yeah, that one's pretty Crush good. me of a cow, yes. baby. That's how I want to go. There were so many things I found doing my <laughs> research on this. Like, people used to get crushed by elephant feet, and it's just yeah. crazy. But- I, I saw this one story of this, of this performer who, like, got crushed by, like, flowers and gifts being thrown onto the stage. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they were, like, adoring the person, and they suffocated to death. Yeah. Like, terrible, terrible. You ever yeah, thought about like kind of poetic? You ever thought about like I have been so close to death? Like, mm-hmm. there's probably been tons of times where you've been much closer to death than you've realized. Oh sure, yeah. I mean I've fallen off a cliff before, so I what? mean, <laughs> what you have? What are you the Segway yeah. CEO? Yeah, I mean sorta. It it was basically like we were like this was in um senior year of high school because it was like senior week so like we weren't in school mm-hmm. you know it was like all the like preparing for graduation shit week and me and a bunch of my uh, high school buddies my uh, high school bandmates some of them might be listening right now so if you are you know what's up dan tom <laughs> um what's up boys what's up boys you know we were going for, actually, i actually don't remember if tom was there but anyway we were going for a hike through at this place called we called the gorge there was this gorge kind of near the high school that we went to and we were just kind of hiking along and there was kind of this like higher like 20 foot up sort of area and then there was sort of like a stream river area that was 20 feet down yeah and it was a pretty steep you you could work your way down there but it wasn't like an easy get down you know it wasn't just like you walk down you sort of had to sort of maneuver and climb your way down to get down to it Mm. from where we were and so some of the guys were doing that and I was like, all right, I'm going to work my way down there. So I kind of grabbed onto like a, a tree to sort of like help let myself down a little bit to an area where I could get like a good foothold. 
And it was like a decentish sized tree. Maybe I mean it wasn't like a full ass tree. It was probably like a good maybe like two like a handful around. Yeah, you could get your hand around it, but it wasn't like a full grown ass like you know foot foot diameter tree or something. It was like maybe a couple inches diameter, but big enough that I could grab my hand onto it and maybe like not have my fingers come all the way around it. Yeah. So I was like holding onto it to like let myself down to try to like get a foothold and the tree uprooted uh. <laughs> so i fell backwards and rolled the rest of the way down the 20 feet i hit my head a couple of times i like Ooh. ripped up my clothes and then like there was a steep drop off where i just fell and like landed on my feet somehow <laughs> like in the rolling like it was like another 10 foot drop off i just like fell and landed straight on my feet and i was Brent, just like how standing are you alive <laughs> i was just standing upright like <sighs> am i okay <laughs> and then i just like look down and my like shirt is like ripped up and i'm like bleeding from spots i'm like checking my head and i had a little blood on my head but i was okay That's wow crazy. i can't believe you so, were fine yeah i was okay you know a little, a little being up but you know no worse for wear you know i think the closest i've ever come to death was um one time when i was younger i was i was feeling i, I had a i had a thing of uh helium and i was filling up balloons and i was like Ooh, ha, 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 my voice is hot and i was like <laughs> i'm like why even bother filling up a balloon so i put my mouth on the nozzle yeah. the it wasn't one of the big ones with the it, it with with like a twist thing even it was like you just you just pressed down on the nozzle and it yeah. would turn on and so i was just like and i could feel my lungs expand bigger than they've ever been normally and I just immediately pulled it away and and was like, it just like sat there and was breathing for a bit. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I don't actually know how close I was to my lungs, like exploding. But yeah. that's the closest to death that I've ever personally felt that you know of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, that I like have realized. The closest I ever came to death was probably when I was two. I had a really bad case of pneumonia. Um, and I had that's like a not, horrible that's seizure. Not a fun, close to death. It's story. not. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was just seizures. There. No joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, I was just good. sitting there, and my dad was like with me, and I just like my eyes rolled back my head, and I started like shaking and freaking out, and uh, it turned out I had pneumonia, and I <clears throat> wow went to the hospital, and then you know I've probably done a lot of stupid things that have been close to death, and I didn't realize it, like jumping off of like a quarry cliff into water and like probably almost hitting something, but nothing I can remember uh, off the top right. of my head. So mm. I think that's where we should wrap this up. Put yeah, a coffin, uh, put a nail right in the a coffin, put a coffin mm. in the, in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just put um, a coffin in it. Put a coffin. Coffin. <gasps> Calmer. <sighs> Oh, all right. So that was our first episode of Bogtober. We got four yeah. more weeks of this. Keep them coming, baby. And it's going to get spookier and spookier as we go because we're not even, it's only October 2nd right now. We're not even in the thick of it yet. So be sure to subscribe and give us a, a like and review. Five star rating would be nice. Give um, five, yeah. Uh, get, honestly, give it a five if, or if, you feel compelled to give a one a guest do a one anything in between get out of here <laughs> we got like a three star the other day i was like just commit to something for yeah, once in your life god damn it there shouldn't even be but the also, option 
But also, it's free entertainment, so come on, go easy on us. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. We're working our butts off here for if free. You, if you like it, give it a five star. If you don't, just go away. <laughs> and, it's free. Um, <laughs> if you have free. any ideas that you want to hear for Bogtober, please let us know, because yeah. I need something. I need something. Mm. Oh, we'll, we'll find something. Please reach out to us at Podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website brainbogglepodcast.com or you can check out our Patreon where you can support <gasps> us and uh, what's our Patreon boys? It's, uh, pa- it's at patreon.com forward slash brainbogglepodcast where for as little as one buckaroo a month you could get some bonus ass <gasps> content Which? our bonus brain bogglets we gotta record one of those soon yeah it, it oh, looks yeah, like we're we going as of this recording, um, this it might already be out by then, depending on when we record it. But it looks like we're going to yeah. be talking about The Last of Us based on the poll we just did. <laughs> so. um, Which is obviously kind of apropos because it's a spooky game. So it's uh, yeah. fitting for the month. So The generator oh. room. All right. Uh, oh, uh, Instagram. Yeah, check us yep. out on Instagram at BrainBoggled. Uh, check yep. us out on Twitter at BrainBoggledPod. Mm, um, yeah. My think that's it uh on our website we have a merch store where you can buy stuff we have the new mug that we mentioned earlier <laughs> yeah brain boggle podcast i'm gonna buy one for myself i'm excited honestly we need some for work bobby we need to get a couple <laughs> i'll grab a couple i'll grab a couple yeah. <laughs> some mugs. jack you all want right, a mug uh, no i'm all set thank okay, you okay 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 uh it's more for the more for the beautiful listeners the coffee drinkers here so <laughs> yeah i don't even drink coffee yeah mm-hmm. all right uh i think we're all set I yeah, think that's all boys. she wrote. All right, thank Until you guys next for listening. Time. <laughs>What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.